Welcome back to Season Sessions, where we'll talk about all the Black news of the week. And you're joined by your host, Hanifa. And Ada. Yeah, mixed it up today. Keeping you on your toes. <laughs> uh, and we're also going to have a special guest later. Which I'm sure you've, you've seen on the... <laughs> in the title. But um, yeah, you, you'll remember him from the Vine back in the day. But he's in a really good film. Yeah. Well, you yeah. Watch. I will also listen as Hanifa did the interview by herself. On oh, my lonesome. Well, unfortunately, I had a conflict of life, mm-hmm. of scheduling. <laughs> Dramatic. Well, my schedules, my schedules are all over the place. Um, but yeah, it's really hot now. Sorry, I had to close my window because the rain is is a lot. The rain is, a lot is aggressive, but it's mad humid. It was nice to listen to to sleep. I would um, really you don't like it because my normally window is like I like wide it. open and then it's like it was literally like it wasn't even like a, a start trickle it was like the the heavens just opened mm. and like shut it down and then you know when I was listening to it for a bit and then I and it, I think it took me half an hour to then remember that I had clothes outside and you know when you do that <laughs> do that mad sprint uh, <laughs> to be yeah. like and then I think that's but I don't know when it started actually because I think that was like deep into the night so because I was making so much noise in the balcony I could tell that I had woken up many a neighbor's dog uh, because I was like clanging around trying to throw things <laughs> back into the house and then all of a sudden you have like three dogs barking simultaneously <laughs> yeah no that's not what you want but yeah. I'm glad for the rain yeah because you know we're in a drought but however you know when it rained last time um did you see what happened to the sewers in the sea because this is how this is why this country never makes sense to me so we had a drought they were complaining that there was no rain the last time it rained it wasn't even that heavy like this rain I would say was heavier than what happened a couple weeks ago yeah because that was like short and heavy but this one's been a continuous 12 hours um the pressure from the rain last time was too much for our shit sewage systems to take in. So fresh, untreated sewage Mm. has been pouring into the sea and there's nothing they can do about it. And I was like, you can't handle heat. You can't handle two hours of rain. We can't handle a drop of snow. We can't handle wind. Like what? Honestly, what is, in this country, what is built for? Do we- you know we- what anything, is anything built for weather? The lesson <laughs> that we're learning now is, you know, infrastructure that was built in the Victorian times doesn't last a lifetime. <laughs> exactly. Like it's it was good true. back then. It was ahead of the times when it first came out. But you know, you got to update. But even even the new stuff, I think you're be- you're building everything so cheaply. Every you're trying to build shit out of plastic. Yes, yeah. it won't It won't stay. It won't. Why would it hold up? Um, and it won't get any better. I saw that Rishi, like Rishi was saying like, oh, this government is actually a scam. I saw yeah, that Rishi was- Yeah, did you was, see the article? I know what you're going to say. Wait, which it. one are you going to say? The no, one about said, the scientists? Yeah, he said we need to be emboldened scientists too much during the pandemic. I was like, was like sorry? So who else were we supposed to listen to eat you. out to help out, man? Exactly. Well, we're supposed to be listening to you. Where would who was going to give us the facts? It was like we gave them too much voice. Um, so what? I, what should I, we have done? Died? <laughs> like what? Think, also, we. <laughs> like. Also, you weren't even actually listening to them. They said 
we yeah. need to continue the lockdown you guys are like that's all right so i'm not too sure why he's is he say is he suggesting that the lockdowns are still too long or what is it well i saw uh uh, like a report the other day or a news article that was saying that the, we're feeling the effects of lockdown now but it's missing what, the point economically the, economically psychologically health-wise all these things but we needed the lockdown it wasn't the lockdowns just didn't happen for like for fun it was the <laughs> pandemic it's the knock-on effect of the pandemic and also they took ages to get into lockdown do you remember when we were going into work and we were being like hmm, maybe we shouldn't be have it to go on yeah to. we're looking at other places like look lock it up <laughs> um but yeah the, i think it's just like you know humans have short memories i think people are forgetting why we had a lockdown they're forgetting that people were literally dying so now it's like oh that thing it's like we were just forced to stay inside for no reason that's why he's coming out with these very bold statements but <laughs> forgetting yeah. his eat out to help out was an absolute flop and he is a big part of he's responsible <laughs> for the the later lockdowns the uh, the yeah. winter lockdowns that is all rishi single-handedly <laughs> single-handedly locked up the country for the whole of december <laughs> we emboldened him too much and i reckon i reckon we'll we'll do it again you know you reckon? i don't i so. have a feeling because like of what obviously is coming, the fucking inflation's about to go up by what is it by like twelve percent now or some no. shit like that. Yeah, by January, inflation will be at twelve percent. Um. So you know, I'm again. I don't endorse criminal activity, but I won't be surprised if people have to dip in and out of some criminal activity. Somehow scamming, fraud boys. Who are you frauding? No one's got any money. <laughs> Exactly. Except that's actually very true, actually, right now. If you try and fraud me, you're not going to get any cash, ain't <laughs> But um, yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if they try and do like a, or maybe not eat out to help out. Maybe they do like, um, I don't know, the equivalent to like, you know, physical things, not food, like buying shit. Does you get what I mean? I like curries. Well, like we're set, what's sending us vouchers? Yeah. Yeah, actually. Do you know yeah. what I could do with that, actually? I could do with a voucher. Do you know what? They should do that. Do you not, do you not like food stamps? Do we have, not have that? Do no, I, have think that? I think they probably are. Um, but yeah, but I don't... Well, they're obviously not working because that's why we need more food banks. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, things aren't looking so great, but... Um, <laughs> Did you? I listened to the to Megan's podcast, Architects. Do you know what I'm impressed by? How she's Go managed on. to use Arch in so many different ways, like the baby's name, Archwell, Archetypes. I didn't even clock that. I was pleasantly surprised by that how much I enjoyed it because it was her and Serena talking yeah. about, um, like they were looking at them as children and how they were like really strong children. And then they've kind of lost that kind yeah. of ambition just from years of just being told, like, you know, it being ambitious is a bad thing. But and then we forget like, that Megan, when she was 11, she wrote, she saw an advert that was sexist and wrote to Procter & Gamble and was like, this is sexist. And they changed the advert. Like, that's wild. And like, that's... You say, pretty- like, I think we forget as if, is that supposed to be common knowledge? 
Is that supposed to be? I don't know. I knew know? that. Why do I know? So I think much about we, I think we forget as if like it's like a a, a massive thing that everyone should. <laughs> Rule know. number one: make it rich, and gamble. Um, has she said who else? How many? How many episodes is she going to have for that podcast? Well, they did like a little. You know, they do like a little montage at the beginning. Oh, so and you it sounds like a few different people were speaking, but then it also could have just been one person. Could you guess who the people were? No, I saw that. I did I, listen to it on one point eight speed though. So the main, sto- the main. I only really pay attention to that story with the, with the fire, the fire when she went out. Oh, that was a small part. Yeah, but that's the only spicy bit for me. No, it's good. It's like it's. Is it how long is it? How long is the podcast? About an hour, but it uh, is just like her and Serena just like chatting, like two friends chatting along, laughing along. Uh, but okay. also pointing out that did they talk know, about um did they talk about the setup no no it's not about it's got nothing to do with um hazard no he's although one weird thing actually he is there when when serena comes when she introduces serena you don't know that he's there that he's like oh hello bye love and then <laughs> that's like a proper like you know when someone's in the room and you're about to jump on a call and you've mentioned it multiple times like I have a call starting and then they're like oh I'm still here okay bye because <laughs> they also could have like edited that out <laughs> yeah that was a, that was like the one I raised for me but no she does talk about how just the fact that she wasn't seen like she was so strong and then all the things that were seen as good as a child when you, when you become a woman when you date the prince everyone's okay. like this is terrible you're so ambitious evil heathen Jezebel <laughs> Jezebel yeah. Jezebel um I might listen I'm really behind on podcasts like if I go the most regular podcast I tend to listen to is like Black Girls Living but I think mm. I'm like I'm still in Love Island but like halfway the season I've I've been really struggling see you need to be more like me like what? Because you listen. I can't listen fast. I have to listen at normal pace. Oh no, that's not, that was just one part of me. Go on. The other part is you look at the title. You make a flash decision. Does this no. title grab my attention or not? I have to listen in order. Like I can't. Unfortunately, just in case black girls live and are listening to this, I will have to skip um, the Love Island ones because we're so past the season. Um, but I'm like. I think I'm like six weeks behind and it stresses me out because I do want to skip ahead and want to be, but like my brain doesn't function like that. It's, you know, it will, it will. You know, you've missed them. Yeah. And something will be unholy to me. Do you know, like, it's just like an itch in the back of your head. Well, we are so different. I think Sometimes like, I skip an episode of a TV show I'm watching just because. That's crazy behavior. That is wild behavior. No, I can't do that. It's That's... so good though, because when you go no. back and rewatch, you're like, oh, no. no, a new episode. Because when people are like, oh, you can just skip that season. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't just skip a season. That doesn't make any sense. Steph is like, he wants to skip season three of Stranger Things. I was like, no, you're going to sit here and watch it all. There's a like, seven minute YouTube video that will tell no, him everything he needs to that's know. That's not, that's not. Oh my God, I'm looking. I'm really like, the last 20, 27th of June, I'm fully like. You may never <laughs> jump back in. I'm two months <laughs> Oh my God. Anyway, um, I had something. Oh, we didn't even, we're recording from home, by the way, because of illness. 
just but you I'm sure you've heard that the quality has dipped mm-hmm. um as I'm recording this I can see sweat forming on all corners of my face a moist brow yeah I have it like you know I always get like this sweat line here mm. this is like the worst one because also if you touch it too much this is where you get spots like oh, the crease I can I never get spots there though no not the spots just the sweat I think listening accentuating the (laughs) I think my upper lip is permanently sweaty I've accepted that embraced it yeah you just have to it just becomes part of you but this one that crease between your nose and your eye this is a and because you can get you know when you get a spot that feels like it's like part of your nose yeah oh no, that is because then you can't even really get rid of it. It doesn't you, raise properly. It just can't like wear your glasses. Stays. It's just yeah. <laughs> you can kind of see it out the exactly. Eyes. Like it's there. Like it's a anyway. <laughs> okay, I actually have a lot of shout outs. Oh, a lot. Okay, not a lot, but I have a few. But you can you can start if you want, and then I can run through. Okay, who is my shout out? Oh, my shout out is Marvarine Cole because she was on. Was, it was Good Morning Britain, um, where they were just having a, a panel discussion. I don't watch Good Morning Britain. Never. Never. But I do I, watch for Marv sometimes, because big up Marv. But I prefer This Morning. Is that still on? This is like, I'm not awake early enough to watch Good Morning Britain, I don't think. Or on the is This Morning still on? We're, oh, with um, Phil and Holly? No, but now it's Dermot and Alison. F- I thought they fill in for some days. Is is Dermot and no, Alison it's permanent? Michelle and Marvin are also there. Oh, that Phil and Holly left. I haven't seen them in a while. I'm not mad about it. Maybe they're on um, annual leave. Maybe. Yeah. Anyway. Go on. <laughs> uh, on Good Morning Britain, they were discussing um, the shooting of uh, nine-year-old Olivia Pratt-Corbett, which is obviously really tragic, uh, a girl who was shot in a, an assumingly random attack in Liverpool. So it was... Andrew Pierce, Judge Rinder, is he is he a host? I don't know. Uh, and uh, Marvory, they will discuss it. And then Andrew Pierce, for some reason, right, we don't know who um, Olivia's killer is, um, and it's in Liverpool. But he was like, yeah, it's an issue in the black community in many of our inner cities, and it needs to be addressed. And we haven't addressed it. Uh, you know, just. A long way of him saying, I really don't like black people. I'm just going to bring them into this discussion, even though it's got nothing to do with it. And uh, Marverine rightly shut him down, pointed out the, 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 the fact that it's not related. And then, um, yeah, it, it was a really, like, really good way of shutting it down. Like, he had nothing to say back, even though he tried. He had nothing to say. He tried. Yeah. He fully, I think even, like, what's his name? The ju- whatever that guy's Judge name Rinder. is. Even when he was like, no offense, but that's stupid. And he was yeah. like, no, it's not. And he was like, no, it is stupid. Everything you said is absolutely stupid. Because yeah. how many, maybe he's not been to Liverpool. Maybe he's not been to the North to see the lack of POC in the North for you to then declare that it's the POC that are the issues within the inner cities. When really, truly, it's 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 not. That's very silly behavior. I, you think you just have to look at the statistics of the one country from South London and you yeah. blanket it across. If you get one borough in London where it is, I don't know, fifty percent black, and then use that statistic to go for the whole country where black people are a really big minority, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. It was a um, weird conversation. But yeah, big up Marv. Mm-hmm, big up um, Who was fantastic, who's really nice. Um, and I was chatting to her the other day because she just emailed to be nice and congratulated me on my role. But Marv was Maya's lecturer. Maya. So Maya. One-time host of the show. One-time host of the show, but also was um, season's intern for the summer and has now finished. So I will shout her out for having a great internship and being fantastic. She was great. She was hilarious. I say, I'm saying it like she's dead. Yeah. She was, she, she, is, she great. is great. She is great. And has recently moved to Manny. So, you know, if you want to hit her up, she'll be there, but I'll go and visit her in Manchester as she embarks on her new role in the BBC. Mm-hmm. Big more professional, be a bit more professional than we are. Mm-hmm. But maybe she'll be on Good Morning Britain shutting down Andrew Fierce. Mad- that's ITV. Oh yeah. No, that makes like- <laughs> that is ITV. Later later on in her career. Yes, yeah, yeah. She'll be she'll take she'll she, go into Marv's footsteps. Yeah. Marv's yeah. footsteps and she'll take over. Um, but yeah, I wanted to also shout out um Tevin Campbell for coming out as gay. And you know what? I saw something that was like, you know, the a lot of um black queer later in life queer icons, um, or not icons, but people that are coming out. Um, somebody said that, you know, when um people say things like, oh, it was things are of the time, and it doesn't mean you should have what did it day oh god it was like oh I can't remember but anyway I I can't I can't paraphrase because I want to make sure I get it correctly if I find the tweet I'll probably link it but it was more about like how at a certain time people you would say oh that was just like of that time but now everyone that was of that time is now coming out I think you just look at that people were gay (laughs) oh as in yeah like oh no they're not just two women who live it they're not a couple they're just two women that live as housemates and have cats together and and don't have children but go on holiday together and now in 2022 it's like oh i'm out it's like i think i'm the same with tevin my mom would always be like oh no you know the guys then would that's just that's just them and now when he came out when i called it she was like oh you know everybody that was of the time was coming out Sometimes you have to accept them for what, what it is. It wasn't the time. It was just like, you just didn't want to see it. People have been gay. <laughs> been since, gay. Since, <laughs> since time began. Since the dawn of time. Um, but yeah, I wanted to, that was a nice story. I think all his, in his interview was quite nice as well. Um, I did see the interview. Just like, I think he said that he was getting the courage from like Frank Ocean, Lil Nas X and stuff like that. Oh, um as the current you know black queer men are more open and he found courage to speak his truth um and then this is a it's a it's actually not a shout out it's actually more more of a news story but it's only because i just read it this morning um so i've not i've been following the the vanessa bryant case um and it finished yesterday and she got awarded 60 million so that is great for that but what's been pissing and the moral i think when when kobe died um i feel like just because him dying enough was enough for me so i don't feel like i'd looked into 
the circumstances so so much but the more I've been following this case you know how mental it is now that I know like what actually happened because I don't think I really knew what happened in the crash but in the case he literally it says that he got decapitated and I was like so you saw he was decapitated and you took a picture of that oh what yeah I didn't know it was like that I just thought it was like I thought it was like a crash you know, like, and you just think of a crash that, like, you know, just a crash situation. I don't think I'd ever looked into it, but there were like the people in, in the, in the helicopter were decapitated. So you took a picture of That's a, sick. a headless Kobe. Dead and children. then there were so many, there were a bunch of children as well. Exactly. So like, I was like, do you know how mentally tapped that is to be like, you see that Look, people are fucked. I couldn't like I couldn't like even... have that on your phone. You're carrying that exactly. Exactly. Like that's wild. I know that they said that the, she said that her biggest fear is that the pictures will one day come out and then she will be like chilling on her phone and one day the pictures of Kobe will come out. But the judge said that they have been deleted. Um, whoever had them, however, you know, I'm sure somebody has them stored somewhere. I don't know why they would ever use them. Who but, took the pictures then? It was like um, the respond the first responders, yeah. So the first responders got there. But have they found the like? Do they have the person? And have they been? No, they've got because they've that's got, not. They've got the people. The people had to. They had to speak in court. Good as to why they yeah. did that and why. And, and did they answer? Why did they do that? They because it's not the first time. First responders around in and around LA. Oh my God, I have to redo this. First responders in and around LA seem to be paid off by TMZ. And some people are just like on TMZ's payroll so that, oh, if there's a car crash and I don't know, it's Lindsay Lohan or the police are called to, uh, I'm literally pulling out celebs names out of my ass, Ashton Kutcher's house. And they're like, oh, they'll message TMZ like, oh, we're at Ashton Kutcher's house, by the way. So then this person was one of the people that was on their payroll and they took those pictures, which makes me believe that TMZ probably has those vaulted. But if those pictures ever come out, I think right now it will be like illegal because they've like ruled against that those pictures should ever see the, the light of day. But I can obviously understand Vanessa's fear because she literally has kids. Yeah, yeah, and like she has kids that will grow up and most of their life they're not gonna have their dad. Like the youngest so, is what, like two or three. Exactly. So yeah. imagine if that just she doesn't really know her dad and then she's gonna see that picture. Or she's exactly. even knowing that that exists. Like exactly. The more like I've been reading, I was like, these people are like, I don't understand how how much you would have got paid for that picture or those pictures, but that is like very tapped behavior, like incredibly tapped. Um, so yeah, onto the news. Um, last week, you probably remember us talking about the disappearance of Uwami Davis, who was twenty-four, is a twenty-four-year-old nursing student who went missing from her family home in Essex for almost two months. And yeah, she was. She's been reported to be found safe and well, um, a long way from home. But yeah, it's uh, honestly, I feel like this never happens. This. It's no, like a very it rare, a very rare occurrence. I'm just, like, I feel so, like, just so. Do we know why where she's been? No, I do you know, know what. Development. No, and do you know what? I don't. I don't care that we don't know. Like, it's not our business. I'm just glad that she's found. Well, it's more like, was she snatched or did she just go? 
that's I reckon, what I want to know. I reckon there's a lot more to the story that the, the police and all the people involved aren't sharing. Um, oh, they probably just don't know because they've been shit. Because I saw like the pictures, those pictures that they were sharing of the video footage, CCTV, the CCTV footage and the pictures they were sharing weren't even her. Yeah. Who was they had that? To with, ex- Do you know, imagine, imagine you're in your house, you're in your house watching the news and some, and you're looking at yourself on the news and you're like, why are they saying that I'm missing? And why are they saying that I'm this girl? Who alert? Yeah. It must have been the, the girl or somebody close to that alert that that's not, that's yeah. not her. And also, when you deep it, when you really look at the images and the footage, you can be like, you can tell that that's not Awami. That's I also just them seeing like she looks like really a black different. girl. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, like, oh, every picture. Yeah. So I was like, they really. I w- so when I saw that, I was like, oh, she must have really been going through it because that looks like a different person to me. But then, yeah, it is a different person. But is that a thing of like white police just not seeing the difference between two black women? Because I was clear that she looked very different to me. But you have to accept that if they're telling me that this is her, then I was like, well, I guess it is them. Well, I reckon it's like because, you know, because the news got out so late and then it was everywhere for like on one day. Everyone, you know, when it was on the news, like somebody must have seen that girl being like, oh, what was CCTV? two and two together south london this that the other just like sending everything through because they were saying that they had i think fifty thousand hours worth of footage that they had to look through to look for her and they'd only been through ten thousand, uh which is obviously due to the the delay in um in yeah. like looking for her but hopefully i don't know lessons will be learned i could that's a lie lessons won't be learned um but you know lessons should be know. learned no even if it's no, they like, should I'm not saying they shouldn't, they should, but they will not be learned because I'm, it's not, this is our first rodeo and I I don't see them get, I don't see them getting any better. The thing that, the thing that's really annoying is people are like, oh, people are always complaining, but it's like things actually went very wrong. Like, you know, when they, can you hear that person banging? Yeah. What is going (laughs) on? What is that? (laughs) (laughs) Ten or something. Um, (laughs) But when they went, when they, they police located her and went to her, but the missing persons uh, report had been logged in one police system. It's like that is an institutional error yeah. that you don't have the different police systems, you know, collaborating on missing persons. Like the databases should be all collaborative because missing people do move between areas. Like yeah. they didn't realize that she was missing because it was a different police section. But there's like things yeah, that's that stupid to be honest. Very simple things that could be learned from. Um, yeah, but that's good that um Awami's been found. Um, in other very weird news. Um, last week, I think it was last week, maybe the beginning of last week, Capital Records um made an AI rapper called FN Mecca. And um, do you know what? I think I don't know if it's that like I'm old. Or, but like these AI influencers, these AI models, these that shit, you need to keep it. That I don't like any of that. It makes it's weird to me. It's like even like, you know, like, do you remember that first, like, it was like a very tall, like African AI model, but it was created by a white man. So a white man was getting all the 
but he was the AI, but he was the he was controlling a black woman AI and she was like getting booked for fashion shows. Do you remember that? Vaguely, I think I I was like, it's, I don't know want to know about this. It's all weird to me. And it doesn't make sense. And there's one, there's one influencer that the first AI influencer I saw was like, I think she's been about for a bit, but it doesn't make sense because real people opposing with this thing. How? I'm like, I'm how? How? I, how? <laughs> I don't, it doesn't make sense. And again, I don't know if it's that I'm old. Or I'm just not, maybe this is the future. No, no, please don't say that. Is that the future? Because I don't get it. Like, it's a fake thing. It's but a like, fake thing profiting real money. It's some, you're looking at some 40 year old man in his basement that has made a good looking Asian influencer. It looks like basically. Oh, you know, I know like, her. I know you. Like, you know what about. I mean. This is is this not close to like in my head? It's close to like, you know those like hentai porn things. And oh, you, the that's oh, yeah. it's Octopus, given that yeah. it's given that, but like acceptable for Instagram. That's what because you're not anywhere close to what that thing is, and it's like you're just living out your teenage Asian girl fantasy, which is weird to me. I, I don't. I just don't. I don't really understand why. Like. You know, like gorillas. Yeah. yeah. I'd say that's like the original thing, but that's different mm. because they're actually giving us something that we can take from that, which is the music. What, well, what, what, what? Yeah. So, well, this is, this was meant <laughs> And the be... character is fun as well to look at. I that's like, yeah, gorillas to me. It's not trying to be real. We know that, we know that they're, they're not realistic rep- representations of real life. They're characters. Yeah. yeah. And we know that. Yeah. I don't know. There's like a weird fine line. There's a tiny line because like, look at Crazy Frog. I don't have no issues with Crazy Frog, but that's a frog. No, he wasn't pretending to be a person. And also people aren't posing. People aren't posing with Crazy Frog. Sorry, like, oh, sorry. And with my boy, no. That doesn't make any sense. Crazy Frog wasn't getting Balenciaga deals. No, sorry, so no, add a backup. Who, how, how are people posing with something that isn't That's real? what I'm saying. So I like, how does that those happen? people I want to ask them like what were you standing next to you tell me what you were standing next to you tell me what you were standing next to are you are you, are you just standing in the air like this you know like you're just posing like that oh yeah and then they slot it in do you get what I mean yeah but like you went somewhere for that or that's <laughs> in them it's it's all weird anyway Capital Records made an AI rapper called FN Mecca it was like, he looks, I don't know who this, I think it's supposed to be a, a, a like, um, I don't know, a merge of like XXNation, Juice World, basically mm. all those rappers that seem like they come straight out of the factory and they look, they come, they seem to, rappers these days, the new celebs these days aren't coming out and then going through what you would think is their drug crisis phase. They're already out with that they already look crazed and that is what this it had like green eyes mm-hmm. tats face tats everywhere rip, fucked up to it had glowing glowing green eyes and then green dreads and then I guess it was tanned in color but I wouldn't say it's black I wouldn't say it's Hispanic I wouldn't say it's anything I think it was it's not a ra- person racially ambiguous anyway yeah. the first song they drop it with people were like oh you guys programmed a rapper to say the N word up and down. Who's who programmed this? Every other word was nigga, nigga, nigga. I was like, who is behind this? You tell me who programmed this because I'm I doubt there's black people in the room. And this does is this supposed to be a black AI? 
who sorry 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 i'm confused so who is behind fn mecca because surely there's records. like no but like who is who's making the music who is the this person? is it okay you ready the human behind it so here's an issue and i've been in a rabbit hole recently so i've recently discovered that some records will make fake music because you know you can make like um algorithms to make you know that you can make an algorithm to make a post yeah. you can do the same for music and then they would put a fake so you know on spotify did you see that thing about spotify okay hit i've i've been in a rabbit hole so you know on spotify when you go on those like really generic players like jazz for your mom or some shit like that yeah. and it's full of like a million artists that you've never heard of in your life those artists do not exist if you go on the artists these are the only songs they've ever done and then you try and google them they don't exist because these are artists created by spotify so that you know like spotify doesn't make money from the artists they make money from subs but then they have to give artists money from from streams if you are making if you are making the artists and they are the top ones on all these playlists and they're getting millions and millions and millions of streams who then Spotify is essentially paying themselves back. Right. So they're making artists. And then also they have, they have like records, they have exclusive deals with, and this is a, this is a prime example. So a record will have an exclusive deal with Spotify with these fake artists, which are just algorithms. Hmm. You see the system. I don't think this is what art is about. It's Just, not uh, call me crazy, not, but like there's a couple the articles on it. There's a couple articles on it, and there's a couple videos on it. And like you will, if you go on, like not obviously not like top ten hits because obviously that has to be like Harry Styles and people like that. But if you go on those like smooth jazz or songs to work to, and it's always like those very generic artists that you've never heard of in your life and then you know like artists usually on Spotify they have a Twitter link or they have an Instagram link mm-hmm. or something like that you, you try and google those artists they don't exist these are manufactured artists I don't, I don't know I just googled songs to and the first thing that came up was songs to test headphones with which I don't really know no but it has to be like Spotify own playlist not like no but this is a Spotify playlist. playlist but they're all real people no, I didn't say every playlist to me, but no, but I've, never, like, I've never personally ones. come. I don't. Okay, I don't listen to jazz. Is it the one? No, like <laughs> jazz in the background. Here we go. Okay, this is this isn't helpful because I don't really know any jazz artists, so I can't tell if they're real or not. Okay, this was it. I remember it was actually this one. It was like so on this Jaden Berry, um, Jean Baptiste Rees, those people like that. Yeah, Jean Baptiste, like he's here. Those people don't exist. No, they don't, don't actually say, exist. Don't when do they John go, Baptiste like that. Look, look. I will send if some people want the articles. Anyway, I'm completely off track. <laughs> so, the Capital Records AI rapper, yeah. they brought him out. No, John Baptiste Reese is real. And he's not. He's not. He's oh not. My gosh, this is so weird. He was. He's born not in real. Seventy-two. <laughs> They're not real. These people aren't real. <laughs> oh, that's so sneaky. I don't like that. I'll send you the articles. I'll send you the articles. These people aren't real. They don't exist. They don't exist. We're being scammed. Okay. We are in a simulation. This is actually a simulation. We're not even listening to music that exists. A robot made it. A robot. So I... FN Mecca, 
FN but who was the person that was rapping though? No, or is it just that they've can, just taken random words? You know that you can again the way that you can make music in um in an algorithm it can just put a voice to it. So it was that the many slurs were coming out. People were like, "This is fucked," um, and then to add salt to the wound, as if you didn't see that people were like, "Why have you got a fake AI rapper?" saying the n-word reveal who's behind it because i know it's obviously some white nerds that are doing this living out their rapper dreams but they obviously didn't do that the next instagram post they put of it was fn mecca being arrested and beaten by the police and he was like police brutality what should i do make a song about it or should i fuck this police guard up and everyone was like what the fuck is this you're not real like what the fuck is this people are actually dying People are actually dying. And you've made, honestly, what is a cartoon? It was like Sims. It's like a Sims parody. Yeah, it's, it's like Grand Theft Police Brutality. Do you know what it is? Did you I'll ever try and find it? Sims Herbs when the Black Eyed Peas was there. Herbs is the only one I played. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's, he's like an evil character that yeah. will come up and mess up your house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you so can they created of, an AI. They created, and it said... Police brutality, what should I do? This guard keeps beating me with his baton, but I won't snitch. I ain't no rat. Life in prison is so depressing. I wish I could get out and start making music again. Um, you're a cartoon. Okay, this is a troll. This is this person is, is just troll. You're a cartoon. And people were just like, okay, but first, it's weird. It was all very weird. And it's just like, so what you've done is that you're now cosplaying as a black rapper or as a black person that does suffer through police brutality. But you think that is, this is again, you profiting off black people, but not actually do anything. They've now cut ties with um, the fake rapper, which they say cut ties. You deleted, you deleted him. They just deleted him off the computer. That I don't, you're making it seem like there's an actual person with a record deal. Yeah, like you just deleted him off the computer because it was fucked. They made a statement, obviously apologizing, but it was weird. Like people, People t- to this today are still suffering through police brutality and no, but you're using it as a joke to make do, music. Do you know what's worse? They have 500,000 monthly listeners on Spotify. Who? FN? Mm-hmm. And that, that's the youth, man. A bit. Come on, children. Listen Come to on. the real... You're listening to a cartoon! <laughs> you, know, you know when our parents are like, oh, you need to listen to real music, as if that has become literal. Yeah. Like touch grass. There are actual artists you can listen to. Like I can't, I can't. Do you know? I actually know. I take it back because again, we were listening to Crazy Frog, but that was more like a phenomenon. But that was no, sorry. Like, also, no one was like, "Oh, I need to listen to Crazy Frog today." No one. Do do you know any anybody that was like, mm, "Need to get that on my playlist"? Yeah, like, that was more like it was, no- a, that was a novelty. it was a joke phenomenon. Yeah. And then we had that um that singing bird for a bit but like the tweety bird that was a weird that was a dark time yeah that was when um the iphone time when we were like also like fake drinking beer from our phones yeah that that was a weird time yeah but like at least (laughs) they weren't crazy frog wasn't actually saying any lyrics so that that was like it was a weird time but it was also based on a real song so you there was at least like a melody was it yeah the song that's in that film with uh was it that guy who's funny Freddie, not Eddie, Eddie Murphy. He's a cop. Yeah. 
and he's like, it's, it's, there Beverly, are loads of these films. Hills They're not Cop. fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That song is from that. Oh, okay. And then they just made it fun. Is it? Yeah. Oh. Oh, okay. But there's layers to it. You know, there's a story. There's a journey. FN oh. Mecca. Can't get on board. Also, I don't... I don't understand. Yeah. Anyway, they said we offer our deepest apologies to the Black community for our insensitive with signing this project without asking enough questions about equity and the creative process behind it. We thank those who have reached out with constructive feedback in the past couple of days. Your input was invaluable as we have come to the decision to end our association with the project. That, yeah. And they said a lot more um, considering it was it was gross stereotypes, appropriation manner mannerisms that derive from black artists complete with slurs infused in the lyrics and I think yeah it was it was a mess it was a mess and I think I'm sure they're not even probably paying their black artists enough so but you want to come and it's like that was was very weird very weird yeah it is I don't it doesn't make sense (laughs) everything about it is just so so strange all to just not pay because it goes through levels again again there are levels of decision making it doesn't take not one person is like oh i'll sign you boom there's levels of decision making like there was multiple people that were like yeah let's sign this cartoon sick doesn't make any sense (laughs) well i'm just thinking like what was the meeting like like when they set that signing meeting was was FN Mecca on a screen? Oh, look, I found the people behind behind him. Go on. Hold on, hold on. What are they looking like? So we've got Anthony Martini. Good. Bald. White. You say bald? I was, I was <laughs> going to do a thing, you know, when you like lead up with suspense? Go on. But that's what I was going to do. Like, bald, tattoos, beard. But yeah, he's white. Um, so he's the co-founder of the label that created created it. And then there's another guy that I closed the tab. But I'm just thinking, like, what was the meeting like? How did they, how, why is this a thing? It's given like, you know, a modern family, a modern family when Phil is on the screen, like, he's like driving around. That is, I I imagine him coming in. It's weird. I don't, yeah, I don't understand it. Um, But yeah, that was kind of fucked. I also wanted to address, like, obviously, with the jokes of police brutality, um, I think there have been developments in the Rashad Brooks case and Breonna Taylor, but I feel like they're obviously not, I don't, I think they're just not getting enough light, to be honest. Um, but for the Breonna Taylor raid that happened, the mm. first, the first former detective, because everybody got fired, um, has been convicted now. So that is still ongoing. There's actually something very fucked about this, Anifa, and it's about the housing, but I don't want to, I'll tell you about this offline because I'm, I need to confirm what I saw. But there's something like, I think the things that I've seen, people are like, if this ends up being true, this whole case is actually probably going to be the most fucked case that you've ever seen before. Like it goes way, it goes way, way beyond like the surface level of what we know. Mm. But okay, that's one thing. It's and really, then- really awful. It's already very awful, but the other levels to it are like, and honestly, I don't want to say it here without confirmation, confirmation, but if people want to 
no I'll message you um and then Rashad Rashad Brooks um the police officers have been let go what they won't face any charges are they still have they are they still police officers they just work what because they're not they're no longer calling them former police officers they're no longer calling a former because I usually they'll say former police officers so because they're and they're saying what they've said on the prosecution was that we have to remember what the mood of the country was in 2020 when this happened. And we have to remember what the mood of the state was in. In this case, in this case, you must remember that here we have a peaceful encounter. Sorry, what? That all of a sudden became a violent encounter. And not only does it become a violent encounter, it changed quickly. But then we have to look with the 2020 hindsight. We look at this information with the officers and the dynamic in the situation that is quickly evolving and causing them to react. Okay, well, in literally every single other job, literally every job, even jobs where you're, that he- like, you're dealing with sick people, if you kill somebody, you lose your job at the very least. And what the hell? Nothing. He like- was initially, the police officer was initially charged with felony murder and fired from the police department only to be reinstated. So, so a, a murderer is is roaming the streets. He's been reinstated, and they said that he did not act with any criminal intent, and his use of deadly force was objectively reasonable. Okay, so even if I, I disagree with that, but even if it wasn't with no criminal intent, you still you still killed somebody. You still so, so bad at your job that you someone died when you were yeah. working. Literally yeah. any other job if that happens, even if it was an oopsie. And I think what they're saying responsibility, say- accountability. What the hell? I feel like what they've said with the um, we are we were looking at this with the 2020 mindset is almost to say like oh things were a bit over dramatic then, but now we've moved past that. We yeah, can we kind of that. get away with what we were doing before. So now he's been reinstated, and now he's not. Nothing was wrong with what he did. But let's let's forget those times when we were firing police officers for literally killing people for next to nothing it's it's so wild to me that like if any regular person like shouts in public slaps somebody in public it's like oh my god violence is so awful this is the worst thing in the world but then when but then when people get the right to do it it's like ah you know did nothing wrong we don't still people still not talking about will smith slap as if as if he literally killed somebody. Like people, like what? That, is, what is it? Do we are we pro violence or are we anti violence? Like pick one, pick a lane, pick a lane. But because, America doesn't seem to pick one right now. Well, it's not even America; it's everywhere. Yeah, it's all very weird. But yeah, um, that's like so. That's the development on that. There will be more in the Breonna Taylor case, but just to highlight that, you know, things go to trial is not enough because. I if if we didn't if I didn't look into it, corrupt. I because I knew that the the police officer had been fired, but I didn't know they were just reinstating people. So yeah, if you think you're looking at a case and somebody's been sacked and you're like, okay, justice, no, they're putting them back in, mate. Well, yeah, they're getting a, their jobs back. It's a community, innit? People aren't gonna fire their friends. Yeah. Anyway, um, time. Anyway, yeah, look after your friends and neighbors you know yeah. look out for each other because then nobody else <laughs> exactly but um i guess we have your interview Hanifa. So yes do, do, do. goodbye to me but by the way <laughs> um 
I had to wear a mask, so that is why I sound muffled. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> That's probably good then. But while the, nobody, there was like eight people in the room, nobody else had a mask on. But I guess no, because they probably I, tested. I tested. They, I tested. Oh, they didn't believe your test. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm clean. But yeah, enjoy, guys. And okay. see you next time. If you go carnival, stay safe. I'll catch us on TikTok float. Yeah, stay hydrated. All right. Bye. Bye. So, as we mentioned earlier, we have a guest, Purcell Ascot, who plays Jay in the new thriller on Netflix. I came by. Welcome. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, man. How are you? Yeah, good. good. I watched I watched. Um, I came by yesterday. I loved it. Oh, yeah? Really good, yeah. Okay, good. But before we get into talking about the film, a lot of our listeners will know you from Mandem on the Wall. Yeah. So, obviously, it's been a while now, but it, you were one of the first of your kind. Like, how did that come about? <laughs> Um, how 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 did it how did it feel? Or, how did it come about? Oh, come about, yeah. So I I um, went to Brit school um, when I was younger uh, with Javan Wade, who was also a man on the wall. And um, upon graduating school, we basically was in a situation where we was auditioning for characters, but every role we were kind of receiving was sort of like hoodie number one, hoodie number two, and. Um, it was at a time where YouTube was quite, still quite new. I think you had like KSI, but you know, we were watching people like um, Hamza or Jazzy, A Squeezy, a lot of those guys. And um, we, um, me, myself and Javan performed at this showcase uh, in the summertime. Uh, this is like 2011. And um, we met a guy called D Carte, who also became a part of the, the group. And we met him there, he performed, we performed. Afterwards, we loved each other so much in terms of what we did. and. We, we met up and decided to, hey, let, let's let's go create a YouTube series. And um, I think the London riots just happened recently. So we wanted to create a comedy expression about what ha- what happened there, but also just wanted to create a TV show, a TV show that we, we didn't see at the time. Because I think me growing up, I watched Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, I watched My Wife and Kids. I just really, you know, we, we wanted to see something that we can all kind of relate to. And so, yeah, Man on the Wall was the first, yeah, the first idea. And it, like that whole sphere has changed so much right now, like with TikTok and TikTok oh, comedy. <laughs> so, like, so you, do you still follow like online comedy? Uh, yeah, that? yeah, I do. In fact, yeah, because of what we do now, it's mm-hmm. like we've you know we've changed in terms of transitioning. So now we've got a production company, we've got a platform. So it's very key that we're keeping up with like the times in, ter- in terms of just you know what talent to kind of watch and and who you know we kind of like and stuff. But definitely, it's changed massively because I c- I can remember a time where you know people wasn't. You, you wasn't monetizing, you know, content or brands weren't working with you more so. So when we was doing it, you know, we would kind of creating content for five years without sort of making any kind of revenue and um, having to like sacrifice and make investments and just volunteer as much as we could basically to kind of make sure that we kept it going. Yeah. So how was it like going from doing that where you're kind of running running the show, running things, doing comedy, then going into kind of the more serious active roles, huge production. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know what? At the time of doing Man on the Wall, I was also acting um, alongside it. So I was doing something called Wizards vs. Aliens uh, on CBBC. So I was already kind of mixing in with like doing serious roles whilst doing the, the comedy stuff. So like I did like, I did Holby City, I did Casualty. I did so many different types of like, br- you know, British BBC dramas and ITV dramas and I guess, 
doing that also it taught me so much because I guess I was learning you know what a focus puller does I was learning what a camera operator does and I was learning just how I can take these skill sets and, and bring it back to the kind of productions that we were trying to create and so um, it was quite seamless if I'm honest with you and I think com comedy in fact is, isn't like I wouldn't even say it's my forte I think that that was an accident and I, I think I'm, I love comedy and I I'm a lover from a sort of a observational perspective and I love to kind of like be a part of the creation of it but doing it is another thing. I don't feel like, you know, it's my natural thing to do. I actually think, you know, like doing dramas and, and even a film like I Came By, like that's, that's where I feel like I come alive and, you know, like shower a story, whatever it is. It's very easy for us to kind of like fit into those types of roles as opposed to doing, yeah, say comedic stuff. Okay, so this is a perfect time to talk about <laughs> I Came By. So yeah. Netflix summarizes it as um, a story that follows a young graffiti artist who discovers a shocking secret that would put him and the ones closest to him in danger. But how would you summarize the film? <laughs> yeah, I think it's, uh, I came by, it's about uh, two graffiti artists, uh, Toby and Jay, and um, they both, um, I guess, against, against the institution. Uh, they're both sort of rebels um, in, in that kind of sense. And they both discover a, a secret, a dark secret, and, um, you know, things unfold from there, basically. So, yeah, it's something yeah, that I think, yeah, people hopefully, yeah, would love just by the logline. And, yeah, when they watch it, hopefully they, they enjoy it. Yeah, like, I didn't really know what to expect when I was going <laughs> into it, but then I just, like couldn't stop watching it. I just wanted to see what happened next. At what part was there like a certain part where you were like, okay, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm hooked, or I'm gripped or like... No, do you know what, my phone rang Yeah. when I think I had 45 minutes left and I was like, do you know what, I have to go, I have to finish this. Okay, like, that's, a, that's good. Was, I can't remember what moment it was, yeah. but I was just like, I need to find out what happened. And yeah. I was even asking, because my other guy that I worked with, he was like, um, I've watched it. Yeah. And I was like, have like, is he dead? Like, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, when you read the script, what yeah. were your first impressions of the story? Oh man, I loved it. Like I, I, you know, every time I pick up a script and I can, you know, I'm, I'm reading it and I don't know, like I'm turning the pages so quickly, I'm going through the script quickly or I can visualise what the scenes might look like. That's when I know, yeah, this is really good because it was so seamless. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it was like, I couldn't believe it. I was reading bits of the script and I had to go back like five pages to, to make sure that I read the, the correct thing. I was like, wait a minute, this, you know, I, can't, I don't want to say any spoilers, but I was, I was so surprised to, to see what happens to everyone's characters. And then also, of course, I was so surprised, I was shocked to, to discover where my character ends up too. I, I didn't mm. expect that at all. I, I, I thought differently, you know, I thought, you know, something might happen differently, but yeah. Um, I want to ask you what you thought would happen, but <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> But um, yeah, like we meet Jay when he's going through a lot in his life. Yeah, um, yeah. What was it about Jay specifically as a character that drew you to the role? Just, I think, just the conflict. I think Jay's at a very uh, tr transitional point in his life when he, when you first meet him. You know, in fact, he's he's just about to, you know, with him and his girlfriend, they're about to, you know, they're quite serious and together. But also the fact that he discovers that she's pregnant that completely intensifies, you know, the relationship. And you know, she then tells her parents, and at that part, you know, it's like. This, this is it, you know, they're, they're together. So I think for Jay, constantly, he's a very loyal character. So he, he tries to sort of, make, he's trying to make everyone happy. And I think in doing that, it's his Achilles heel. He kind of burns, you know, the bridges around him because he's just trying to, you know, facilitate things. And so just, just that level of conflict, the pressures, the stakes, I think this is what you want. And I think even when I'm acting in those kind of scenes as well, I, I get really excited because I'm like, there's so much to play with here. You know, there's some really big emotional scenes. And I think, 
you know, when I'm looking at a script and, and I'm building up that journey, I always look at, okay, I have to always make sure that, you know, I'm getting all of those smaller scenes, you know, correctly in terms of the temperature and the, and the tone. And I really want people to believe authentically that you can see his journey and, he, and, and his arc and you really believe why, you know, when I do sort of implode at certain parts of the film, you really understand why I get there, basically. So did you do anything specific to kind of like get into the different mindsets of the journey? Um, I mean, I, I guess working on this film, something to just mention, it's like working with George, in fact. Um, you know, me and him are very similar. Like, we got on so, so well. And both of us, uh, you know, cut from the same cloth. We both throw ourselves at the, the, the kind of scenes and, 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 and also the, the, the project. And so I think for me, I just wanted to do it justice. So I think... You know, I really was just just making sure I can just really push myself to to those kind of those kind of extremes, basically emotionally. Um, and yeah, on those days of shooting, some days were, were challenging because you know sometimes you only get like an hour to do a certain scene, and you know, or you only get like two takes. You know, there's one actually scene I remember I only had two takes to do it in, mm. and um, <laughs> I was I was yeah just I've been there before in those kind of moments, so it didn't quite scare me. In fact, I kind of look at it and go, okay, cool, this is a nice challenge for me to try and get there as an actor. But um, yeah, definitely, I think um, I just I just fall in love with the character, and I think I understand the character emotionally uh, and have the empathy with him so it's very easy for me to tap into that place because I, I really understand what he's going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it's like the first time I've seen a black character in a thriller actually say like, I'm, I'm black, like, <laughs> yeah. I can't do this. <laughs> so, yeah, that was you know what, that, reality of that. Even that's a massive thing. I, I think credit to Babak as well. Like, they're, they're, I don't want to say too many spoilers, but there was a, there was a big reason for why, for where Jay ends up in the film basically, and 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 it, there is the there, there was a discussion with me and him to do you know with race uh, basically, and and you know usually in, in in certain types of films you you do come across stereotypes, you do come across these these type of things, but definitely for for me and Babak it was about creating a really three D character, and especially you know a, a, a black character also it was making sure that you know I wasn't following those kind of stereotypes and stuff, and and I think yeah hopefully you know we was able to achieve that. Yeah, no, it felt really authentic because you know when you're watching films yeah. and it's just like no one would ever do that Thank, but yeah, for the purpose yeah. of the film it yeah. happens but this felt like even as as well as the yeah. story is thank you yeah um so yeah like you have really good chemistry with george and kelly like how did you how did you find that working with them oh man it was so easy like i remember doing the audition with george and um it was a zoom audition so you know they're quite difficult it was it was actually one of my like first times doing like a zoom chemistry tape and I just didn't know what to expect and I knew what I you know I know what George has done before excuse me um beforehand and so and I knew he was a good actor you know but until I did the audition tape with him I was like wow like George is incredible you know very such a humble guy as well you know incredibly humble so working with him was a pleasure because he's so sensitive and so patient and, and kind in terms of like when you're working opposite him the same goes for Kelly and I think that's kind of the reason why I think both of them are insanely talented and, and you know, they're at the sort of, you know, peak of their, their careers it's because of, of who they are. And also Hugh as well. I think everybody across the board was so welcoming. And I think that kind of understanding and that collaboration allowed all of us to be able to just, you know, be able to share ideas, be vulnerable. And, you know, credit also goes to Babak. You know, he really made sure that the environment for us was, was safe. And, you know, we was able to just, yeah, you know, make this our own. 
Um, did you do your own stunt work or any of your physical stuff? <laughs> yeah. Because it was you know, I did, and, and the funny thing is, like, my mum is in the other room right now, and um, <laughs> she knows me. Like, I, I am always a person that I'm willing to kind of push myself. I feel like one day I just want to just do what Tom Cruise does, man. <laughs> I mean, he, he goes too crazy maybe. But, um, yeah, like, I think there's definitely moments in the film where I, I had a stunt double, but, yeah, I was definitely... Um, I guess excited to, to try it myself. I think some of the scenes, there was some bigger scenes at the end of the film. I don't want to ruin anything too much, but you know, definitely I was like, I'm, I'm going to have a go at this. Yeah, I want to see how this, how this feels. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> <laughs> um, so obviously your character and, and Toby, they're sending a message through what they do with, as a graffiti artist. Yeah. But what would you want people to take away from I Came By? Yeah, I think, you know, as it is, I came by, it's, it's, it's a real experience in terms of the roller coaster of emotions, the twists and turns, the kind of uh, psychological, you know, thriller uh, for what it is. But at the same time, it's also, there's messages behind it as well. There's, the, you know, we deal with class, we deal with institutions, we deal with, you know, how, I guess, institutions fail us. And I think a big part of our film is that family institution as well and, and how you know, we sort of let down each other in, in that respect. So I think, um, yeah, I think films is always important about, it's, it's always, I say like, cinema is like a, you know, an empathy machine. And it's nice to, to, to feel like a film can create messages and allow people just to think about the choices that they're making. I think, yeah, you can relate to maybe a Toby character, you can maybe relate to a Jay character. And yeah, just, you kind of question more about your life as well at the same time. Nice. I, I want to know what, what happened after, but yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. it's great. So what's next for you? Uh, for, for me, uh, just more more of the same, really. Like currently right now, um, you know, many people don't know that, you know, we're kind of behind, um, you know, we do, we, our company's The Wall of Production. So when I say we, I'm talking about myself and another actor called Javan Wade, uh, who, you know, I did Man on the Wall with and our business partner, Tafara. But basically, we, you know, we've, create this, this this company and this entity and we're you know we work with like young philly we work with chunks harry panero nella rose and kind of like a lot of the work that they do on now on youtube you know we we were fortunate enough to be able to produce that basically so you know we want to do more of the same and also we just want to scale up you know we, so we've got things in the pipeline we've got you know tv bits we've got still online bits and also we've got some film bits in the in the, in the pipeline so i think yeah hopefully next year we can kind of announce some of the news that we've got coming and, and yeah, hopefully sort of change the game. Ooh. Yeah. One last question. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's your favorite online YouTube comedian like, <laughs> right now? That's so Who tough. Are you I right can't, now? like every, like, they're all my friends as well. This is, this is not fair. So um, top, top three. Uh, top three, okay. Top three would have to be, oh my Lord. Okay, um, definitely, definitely. Man, that's so not fair. That's so not fair. I'm trying to think. Mine okay. Oh, do them. you know yours? No, I, I yeah, actually. Okay. Victor, I like Victor Kunda. Oh, yeah, Victor's, mm. yeah, but he's, I saw him from early and I messaged mm. him as well saying, yo, like, keep up the good stuff, man. Like, I think you have to, you have to shout out Munya. Like, Munya, mm. being from Zimbabwe, we're both from the same country and, you know, like, you know, we, we worked with Munya, like, early days, early 2019, before he kind of, like, really popped, but his work rate is just, like, second to none. And then you got, of course, Young Philly, of course, Harry. Of course, Chunks and Nella, I have to shout them all. Like, it's so hard. Um, but yeah, no, they're all, they're all so different as well. That makes them so amazing to work with. Um, and yeah, they're just insanely talented. I'm kind of just excited to see what more we can do with, with the guys and, and yeah, where we can kind of push them, really. 
Amazing, thank you so much. Yeah. And I Came By is out in select UK cinemas now, and it will be on Netflix from 31st of August. So yeah, make sure you go watch it. But thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>